0: Human history. What's he talking about?
1: It's something that happened when we first met.
0: I tell you, Brigadier, there's nothing to worry about. The Brontosaurus is large and the Placid.
2: And we're back. Welcome to the Tom Baker era of Doctor Who. Our TARDIS trio has reconvened and we're here to talk about the wonderful Fourth Doctor. Way well, hey. So, who wants to kick us off?
1: Uh, I'll do it. I'm given to understand it's my turn.
2: Oh, there you go. Um...
1: <laughs> For my Tom Baker story, I've chosen "Terror of the Zygons," Wait. which introduced a villain that, to me, was hugely iconic. Even though they didn't return again until pretty recently, in yeah, just a couple of years ago. I yeah. Um, so you know, for 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 a long time, this was the only story about the Zygons. But I think they they definitely merited a return, and they're. Yeah creepy and gross i don't fancy wearing the outfit yep. must be said they kind of look like really big horrible skin disease
0: yeah yeah. kind of yeah. squid
2: like
1: Yep.
0: It was that whole organic technology and rather than yeah you know,
2: rather than
1: you know buttons and circuitry circuitry that's yes yeah Yep. i i had a skin problem at one time and i felt very much like a zygon I uh, uh, really did.
2: Without the shape-changing abilities. Without yeah. the shape-changing abilities,
1: which would have come in really handy. Indeed. Um. So this is Tom Baker as the Doctor, along with his companions Sarah Jean and Harry. Yay. Um, running about in a completely authentic uh, Scotland, that mm-hmm. you know would be instantly recognisable to any <laughs> of our listeners, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But the great thing about that is that it gives rise to one of the brilliant lines in the modern series of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. when Sarah Jane and Rose are one-upping each other on all the monsters they've met, all the things they've seen Uh and done and Sarah wins the day um, hands down with the Loch Ness Monster! What? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's lots of mysteries on the moor, strange things happening going on Mm -hmm. Uh, but underneath it all, the Zygons are behind everything, and they can, they can take over people's shapes. They they kind of kidnap people and
0: mm-hmm.
1: use their. Don't know what you would call it. Use their. Use
2: a body imprint. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so you get you get the leads <clears throat> in places getting to be act oddly mm-hmm. and mysteriously, And yes. no one really yeah. notice anything.
2: A uh, you have Tom Baker turning up with his uh tartan bonnet on. Yep. yep. Yes. You've got the Brigadier in the kilt.
1: Yep. Uh and well, um,
2: I am lethbridge Stewart, Oh I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll absolutely allow that. I'm here for that all day. Yeah. That's that's great fun. No, it's a, it's it's a good story. It's a chance to see some interesting character dynamics a uh, really creepy villain yeah mm-hmm. um as i say one that i think should have come back much sooner
2: very dodgy special effects towards the oh, end. Oh gosh, yeah. yes.
1: Like uh, yeah. oh yes. But
2: yes, you completely yes. forgive it because it's just so charming and enjoyable and fun. So much fun, yeah. yeah.
1: Super ropey effects, but I, I'd rather have this sort of storytelling than CGI Monster gets yeah. bigger every week. Yeah type storytelling. <laughs> the,
2: <laughs> the clip of the Walkness Monster in the Thames is kinda of like one they used to show in all these clip shows as to how terrible spe- you mm. know, Doctor Who used to be or special effects used to be. And but to be honest, at that stage of the story, you forgive it. And bearing in mind, in those days, half the people half the people watched it on black and white tellys, and the tellys were tiny as well. No. Yeah. It's not like everyone is watching everything in massive full screen HD yeah. like we are now. Um,
0: the interesting thing is the the special effect for the the Scarrison and the Thames <clears> wasn't quite as convincing because they did such a good job with. The Zygon spaceship mm-hmm. in the quarry, yes, because mm-hmm. that was a brilliant special, thing. yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh-huh.
0: So they seem to have spent more money on that <laughs> instead of the actual monster in the Thames. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe where the disparity mm-hmm. kind of jars people a bit, yes. I've
2: just remembered something I meant to say during the Perpy one, sorry, folks. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. remember, you said the invasion was for a uh, Troughton, it was your favourite story yes. and I said we'll come back to that story later on just talking about the Scarrison reminded me yeah. episode 1 of Invasion of the Dinosaurs was just called Invasion oh.
0: uh,
2: the, the uh, Pertwee story Invasion of the Dinosaurs, episode 1 was just called Invasion I
0: didn't
2: so you didn't actually see who was invading, <laughs> who what was invading oh. uh, it was a big mystery so oh, yes, what? sorry a bit uh, <laughs> we, we travelled in time back to Pertwee there <laughs> So, but we had the w- Tardustra I wonder
0: how many people saw that and said have we not had that
2: one already? <laughs> well, there's a story in which uh, that turned up at a car boot sale or something like that, yeah. uh, and people thought it was actually Troughton's The Invasion oh. episode one, oh. which is a missing episode. I and then when they got it, it was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> "Oh, it's Pertwee." No, no, not, a, not disparaging Pertwee on uh, the way there. Just you know, it's like, "Was it you?" Not... Was <laughs> oh, it's definitely yeah,
0: This it's
2: This true. is not the film we're looking for. Uh, Yeah, sorry, totally derailed that tangent. But yes, I love Terror of the Zygons. It's a great story. so much fun. Very, very iconic. Uh, Neil, speaking of iconic, Neil, what do you have from this amazing era? I have
0: the uh, iconic... Victorian gothic horror that is the pyramids of Mars, yay! Uh, which, in fact, are a lot of people's all time favorite mm-hmm. Doctor Who episodes. And um, again, it's a very early Doctor Who memory for me mm-hmm. with the, the early 90s repeats from BBC Two. And um, it's also a very early VHS release for the BBC that's right. And it was edited was into
2: one long movie, yep, there
0: was a big long one yeah. along with revenge of the cybermen yes that was the first one yep. yeah interestingly enough it was directed by paddy Russell. oh okay who went on to do many great things and mm-hmm. um, the main villain is an a siren called sutek which is all connected with egyptian mythology and pyramids and things like that, hence the title mm-hmm. played wonderfully by gabriel wolf yes who although it's just his voice commands the story whenever Mm-hmm. He speaks over it. It's brilliant. Uh, uh, than
2: before uh, uh,
0: <laughs> And of course, it's in the classic Hinchcliffe era of yes. Tom Baker as well. Uh-huh. a lot of yeah. Gothic horror now Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the pipe organ music mm-hmm. to to summon the space time portal. Yes, that's brilliant. The the zombie like Marcus Scarman. oh uh, Michael
2: Sheards. Sh- uh, Michael Sheen, Michael so yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. he's oh, his his story's tragic.
0: Yep. Yeah, that whole bit where Marcus Garvey gets shot in the back and, mm. and just reverses and walks up to the yeah. window and nightmare stuff. Got from
2: that, some... The iconic uh, robots that are all done up in the bandages, so they look like mummies, but they still mm. look kind of not like mummies because they've got they're bigger and they've got this strange chest uh, pointy outy mm. bit. It's just they still look kind of alien, but still look like mummies, it's very bizarre uh, but a fantastic design, absolutely fantastic design mm. and again it's a big run around chase the end and Sarah Jane's amazing in it yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. so a fantastic story yes
0: yep. That that whole uh, last episode going through the actual pyramid that is on Mars and mm-hmm. having to solve all the puzzles. It's like the crystal like. maze <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> Sarah Jane although introduced in Pertwee's era of course I don't think she came into her own until Tom Baker's era, yeah, mm-hmm. I think she was fairly generic, and and kind of
2: overshadowed, was... I'd say,
0: maybe. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. well, you just have to see the the first scene in Pyramids of Mars. That whole banter between them. The, yes. do- the doctor standing there moping mm-hmm. about how he's, he's middle aged. <laughs> he, he walks in eternity, and she's <laughs> <laughs> going, "Oh, just S- <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Jane just takes. An, the complete ribbon of them yeah.
2: <laughs> but also this is an interesting episode because uh the whole when is the unit era question uh comes into comes into play here because uh the doctor takes her to if if they don't uh, interfere with um what's happening in the past with uh the the doctor takes her back to nineteen eighty and see it's it's wrecked. Yeah. Because the nineteen eighty is the year she came from, but that's not the year it was made. Nope. nope. So that brings into the whole question when was the unit unit year oh, set? Because yeah, that's course. one where we actually see a definite date, which will contradict with something that I'm going to talk about in the next podcast. <laughs> uh, so yes, that's one of the things, one of the you know, the markers that people refer to. Uh, when they have a look back at this story as well and how it affects, you know, the, the bigger picture of who continuity or continuity I've just made up a word there I probably haven't someone I'm sure has said that Uh, so there's so so many of Tom Baker era that I could have spoken about Uh, Tom Baker had 41 stories altogether that's 172 individual episodes so there's tons he could have talked about basically his entire first season is what we'd refer to as a stoter
0: he definitely hit the (coughs) ground running from from his actual first scene with Harry Sullivan Mm -hmm. he Basically, it was the doctor as, yeah. soon as, as soon as he woke up from regeneration? I always felt
2: his doctor was kind of an amalgam of the first three, because you kind of had the grumpiness of Hartnell, you had the impishness of Troughton, and you had kind of like the action hero authoritiveness of Pertwee, all kind of merged into one. Uh, so I always thought that was a really interesting, you know, character. Um, but the one I'm going to talk about is from much later on in his run, and that is City of. Death. Yay. Which, I think, controversially, I'm going to say it, folks, I'm going to say it, I think is the best Doctor Who story of all time. <laughs> there you go. Played that card. Thank you. I, and night. No. <laughs> uh, so yes, City of Death.
1: You can't not love it.
2: Yes. Written by David Agnew, who, by the way, doesn't exist. David what? Agnew is a pen name. It's basically a pseudonym that was used uh, by the BBC for things that uh, they couldn't put people's names on. So... It was actually written by David Fisher with Douglas Adams, the incredible Douglas Adams, who is script editor as well, uh, and producer Graham Williams. And they basically belted out the script very quickly for this one. It was quite a, a rushed rewrite slash villain. Uh, and I can't believe they managed to do such an excellent job. You have the incredible uh, Lala Ward as Romana in this. And I thought the Doctor and Romana appearing was fantastic because they are equals and it's... one
1: of the best of her companions
2: absolutely yeah without a doubt and also behind the scenes this is where they were kind of falling in love uh tom and Lila were falling in love at the time and they ended up getting married there you go not for mm-hmm. long but you know for a bit <laughs> uh, so yes you can see it's a lot of this is uh, set in paris and there's a lot of outside outdoor footage uh, filmed in paris and there's really iconic scenes of them running about the streets in Paris. Just
1: having um, a
2: laugh. Yeah, I mean, they are, <laughs> there is a lot of just like, downtime fun at the beginning of this. Until it all becomes incredibly serious. When they bring in the outstanding Julian Glover.
0: Oh, uh, Julian Glover. As
2: right. Count Scarleone, or Scaroth of the Jaggeroth, as you find out. It's got one of the best end-of-episode reveals which I saw as a little boy and it freaked me the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) Where Julian Glover takes his face off and you see the face of Scaroth, who's got one big giant eye and his face is basically kind of green spaghetti. Mm. Uh, It's hideous and it looks quite silly now, but it's phenomenal. Pokemon
1: fans, it looks a bit like Tangela.
2: There you go. Yes, so it does. Imagine a green Tangela. Maybe that's what the shiny is like. With one eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, also you have an amazing character uh, in Duggan who's this kind of private <laughs> eye character who basically is a thick muscle character <laughs> for, lack of, for lack of a better expression uh, yeah he's fantastic in it. There is nothing about this that I don't love. It's it's a t- story all about time travel and playing with time travel and how time travel works because Scaroth himself is splintered throughout time and um, basically he's trying to Get, get himself back together so he can go back to his people and win this war uh, but basically it turns out that his spaceship exploding in the past is what kind of caused life on earth in the first place so you can't really stop that without you know destroying all life on earth um, and it's amazing every, every single line in this is delightful it's absolutely delightful <laughs> the, <laughs> the doctor gets captured several times in yeah. this and it's hilarious every time. Um, he says to, as uh, a Countess Caluire, yeah, he says uh, you're a very beautiful woman, probably, uh, which is again <laughs> one of my favourite favourite lines. Uh, but every single line in this is an mm-hmm. absolute delight. Um,
0: one it's... one of my favourite scenes is when he's uh, back in time with uh, Captain Tencredy. Captain Tencredy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, at the time of the Borgias. Mm-hmm. And you have a brilliant cameo uh, with uh, Peter Halliday again. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another theme. Fetching the thumb screws and he sucks mm-hmm. his thumbs and things like that. Brilliant. And uh, oh, yeah, writing This Is A Fake on the back. Oh, of yeah. Oh, there's uh, yes.
2: there's um, duplicate Mona Lisa's that yeah. uh, they've got uh, Leonardo da Vinci to knock up. Uh, so, and the <laughs> all, doctor leaves a note name, saying, just pay me over, a good fellow. Thanks. Yes.
0: <laughs> all in the name of raising money to build a time machine <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's the it's daftest crazy.
2: it's almost like a reverse heist movie it's bizarre it's the daftest plot but you completely forgive it because it makes internal logic sense in the show and everyone, oh,
1: absolutely everyone
2: It's a delight Yeah, it
1: flows as a story uh-huh. which they don't all yeah uh, by any means but it's just got that kind of irresistible charm mm-hmm. like and it probably is fueled feel to an extent with what you talked about mm-hmm. obviously Tom and are falling in love and, yeah these two these two people falling in love are running about Paris having yes. a whale of a time, you yeah. know, that it's 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 kind of irresistible. And
2: the the opening scene where uh you know you've got the doctor talking about uh how describing Paris and what it has and Romana keeps on saying, Hmm, it has a bouquet okay. and the doctor <laughs> something else, you know, a bouquet. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just so delightful. Um yeah, and then he calls, well, we're in 1979, it's more of a table wine, really, <laughs> uh, than a classic one. Uh, but it's an absolute joy and I highly recommend it to everyone. Oh, instantly, when just when you think it can't get any better, John Cleese turns up in it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, literally, it's, it's a...
1: Good music,
2: ten, too. Ten set of the music's phenomenal. Sorry, do do, do No, it's great. It's literally ten seconds, I think. Yeah. That Jonklies is in it, but he's got a killer line. Eh, eh, Eleanor bronze in it as well. Eleanor Brown, yeah. Um, but yeah, they turn up in a scene, and it's just like, what? What? What just yeah. happened? Uh, but it works perfectly. It's genuinely hilarious, but not in a not in a silly way. It's really clever, genuinely hilarious. It's a detective story as well. It really is. It's working out yeah. from the clues what the problem is and what what the plan is. It's a heist movie in reverse. It's so much it's phenomenal and these
1: days again you'd probably know about the John Cleese cameo like oh, months yeah, in advance so yeah. you wouldn't have the Times. there'd be, the surprise, in the
2: so times, there'd be an SFX there'd be sure, everywhere. Doctor Who Magazine would have covered it like 20 times you, know.
1: you wouldn't have that what Yeah. moment
2: no. oh it's fantastic also an interesting fact about this is at the time this was broadcast as I said there only were three channels at the time but I think there's an ITV strike or something happened. I can't remember.
0: Strike, yeah. yeah. It was the 70s.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think episode, I can't remember what episode it was, I think it's episode three of this, is the most watched or the most viewed, had the most viewers, sorry, episode of Doctor Who of all time. It was like. Classic year. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, even now. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. I think it's about 20 million or something. Ooh. It was something huge. It was ridiculously high. Um. But they would no other choice, you know what I'm saying. And, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I honestly cannot hide, yeah, recommend this highly enough. It's such an adventure.
1: It's a bit like the mind-robber sense of being one that you can just stick on again and yeah, again and just enjoy yeah. it for what uh-huh. it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, it's
0: it's my favourite, to be yeah. honest. There you I, go. I quite like the line from Tom Baker when he, he, they're trying to cross... Uh, the streets in Paris and he can't get across the road because he's so busy and he's like, isn't no. anybody interested <laughs> in history?
2: <laughs> and when uh, Count Scarlione gets his uh, butler to, to catch him, what a wonderful butler he's so violent <laughs>
1: uh,
2: there's just every line in it is just outstanding, it can be taken so many different ways uh, everyone delivers their lines yeah. amazingly um, Julian Glover plays it so straight um, yep. I don't think he's as stupid as he looks my dear nobody could be as stupid as he looks uh,
0: everything <laughs> in it is amazing so <laughs> you see between us we probably know all the lines <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you can really hear the Douglas Adams in it yeah, without a doubt.
2: I mean if, if we had the time we would do a commentary track for it and you could just listen to that instead but <laughs> that's just silly you, listener you've got better things to do with your time let's wind up this episode okay and we will join you uh, next time for Peter Davison So, see you then.
1: Bye. Doctor. 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 It's the end. But the moment has been prepared for...